Pastor John Cannon and the Congregation of Victory Church welcome you to this message from the Word of God. It is our heartfelt desire to see you grow closer to the Lord and to help you become all that He has created you to be. Our prayer is that through this ministry you would come to know Him in a greater way and that these teachings from Scripture would better equip you to fulfill His plan in your life. Now, let's join Pastor John as we study the Word together. belongs to the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride, of li- the pride of one's lifestyle, is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world with its lust is passing away. But get this, but the one who does God's will remains forever. Now, another passage of scripture that I shared with you last week was Romans chapter 12 in verses 1 and 2. Let's look at that verse. It says, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, I urge you... To present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, and this is your spiritual worship. And do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Boy, there's a whole subject sermon series to talk a little bit about that. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so you may discern, so you may know what is the good and pleasing, and get this, perfect will of God. And then once again in Colossians chapter 4, in verse 12 through 17, the Bible says, Epaphras, who is one of you, a slave of Christ Jesus, greets you. He is always contending for you in his prayers. And the question is, why is that? Why is he involved in this intercessory prayer for me and for us? And he answers it and he says, so that you can stand. That word stand means to have determination. So you can stand mature. That word mature means reaching God's Full potential for your life, God's will for your life, spiritual maturity in in your life. And fully assured to have assurance in everything God wills. Now, if you remember last week, we did the survey for everyone to try to log in on and get an idea about who has struggled discerning and knowing God's will for your life. Every single one of us have been there. Hold on a minute. Let me turn my volume down. I had my volume on for Zach, just so you know. Okay? Let me turn that down. I'm going to get NASCAR beeps and all other kind of stuff going on here in a minute if I don't turn that down. Okay? Last week we did the little survey that everybody could log in on. And there you could check and say, have I struggled knowing or discerning God's will for our life? Every single one of us have been there. Every single one of us have come to the place where we kind of question, God, what is your will for my life. And if you remember last week, I believe there are I believe there are some things that are God's will for everyone. I believe God has his sovereign will for everyone, okay? And then he has his selective will for us as individuals, right? I mean, we all have different paths that we walk, and hopefully and prayerfully we are in God's will as far as the selective will of God for our individual lives. But last week, just quickly by review, we talked about several things about understanding what God's will is for all of us. Real quickly, God's will for everyone in this room is salvation. That we come to know His Son as our personal Lord and Savior. Okay? Matter of fact, Galatians 1 and 4 says, Who gave Himself for our sins to rescue us from this present evil age according to the will 
of our God and Father. So it's God's will that we all experience salvation. We also talked last week about how God's will for us is to experience sanctification. In other words, that our lives are set apart for the honor and the glory of God and the service of God. And we talked a little bit about sanctification. Another thing that's God's will for all of us is service. That we all get involved in Christian service, in the ministry somewhere, serving God with our gifts, our abilities, our talents that He's given us. That's God's will for all of us. And we unpacked that a little bit last week. The last thing we talked about last week, God's will for all of us, is accountability. How every single one of us one day are going to stand before the Lord. And we're going to give an account of what we have done for Him. We're going to give an account. Now this, listen, the account that we're standing, when we stand before the Lord... It's not the account on whether you're saved or whether you're lost, okay? What I'm talking about, the judgment seat of Christ, I'm talking about the rewards that we're going to receive. And we talked about how all of those are going to be tried by fire. And we talked a little bit about that last week. So those are several things. That's God's will for everyone. Well, how then do we move past that and get to the place where we discern and know what God's selective will is for me personally, right? Because God's will for my life personally may look a little different than God's will for your life personally, okay? Obviously, it's God's will for all of us to be saved. It's God's will for all of us to experience and be in the process of sanctification. It's God's will for all of us to be in service. It's God's will for all of us one day to stand before Him and and be judged by Him, okay? So we know those things are going to happen to all of us, Whether you, I mean, listen, those things are going to happen, okay? That's God's will for everyone. But what about the selective will? What about God leading me as an individual in His plan for my life? How do I discern that? Well, that's a little bit of what I want to talk to you a little bit about today. Matter of fact, I'm going to talk to you about the will of God, how to discover, how to discern the will of God today. And then the next time, I'm going to be gone actually next Sunday. The following Sunday, I'm going to be back. And I'm going to talk to you about how to listen to God. Because being able to hear God is crucial in discerning the will of God in your life. And I think a lot of people struggle in being able to hear God. Well, how do I hear God? I'm going to talk about that in two weeks. But today I want to talk to you about how do we discover. How do we start the process of discovering God's will for my life. Well, there's about six things. And I want you to write these down, okay? Now, each one of these six things could be a sermon in and of themselves. But I don't have time to to keep making a sermon series within a sermon series within a sermon series. So I want you to do some study on this yourself. I am going to introduce the idea to you. I'm going to give you a few passages of Scripture. And then I would love for you to start digging some of this out yourself. But I know there are at least six things that every single one of us must do in order to discern and discover God's will for our life as individuals. You with me? Get it? You say, got it? I say, good. Get it? Good. Try it again. Get it? Good. All right. Number one, jot this one down. Put it in your notes. Matter of fact, if you don't have a pen or pencil, I want you to write it in the margin of your brain. Okay? Do not forget this. Number one for every single one of us is surrender. You see, if I am going to discern and know what God's will for my life is, then I must surrender my life to His life, and I must come to the place where I am going to live 
in full, complete agreement with God. I am going to surrender my will. I'm going to surrender my life. I am going to live as a surrendered man of God to the Lord Jesus Christ, right? I want you to look what the Bible says about that. Remember when Jesus was in the garden praying in Luke chapter 22? Listen to what the scripture says in Luke 22 in verse 39. It says, he went out, he being Jesus, he went out and made his way as usual to the Mount of Olives. And the disciples followed him. And when he reached the place, he told them, pray that you may not enter into temptation. And then he withdrew from them about a stone's throw and he knelt down and he began to pray. This is what he began to pray in verse 42. Father... If you are willing, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Now here Jesus, this is God incarnate, okay? This is the Son of God, this is Jesus, giving us an example on how we can discern God's will for our life. And the first thing we've got to do is surrender. The first thing we've got to do is say, okay, God, when I come to you in prayer, I'm not coming to you pushing my agenda. When I get involved in some ministry, I'm not coming with a hidden agenda because this is what I want to do. Or I don't want to manipulate circumstances or relationships or situations to get my will done. Are you guys tracking with me? If we're going to discern the will of God Every single one of us must throw up the white flag in our life and we must surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Okay? I promise you, you'll never, ever, ever have an intimate relationship or intimate fellowship, I should say, with the Lord Jesus Christ until you surrender your will to His. Can I get a witness right there? Everybody say surrender. That's what you have to do. In order to discern what God's will is for your life, you've got to surrender. Now let me ask you this. What are the things that you're holding on to too tightly? You say, God, I'll serve you. Some people have even told me this. They pray, God, I'll serve you and I'll do everything but this. I'll give up everything but this. And then it's like they start justifying whatever that but this is on why they can keep it. You're not surrendered. Yeah, but you just don't understand the circumstances that I'm in. It doesn't matter. You can't carry around a but this and be in the will of God. Are you with me, church? You must come to the place where you fully surrender your game plan to God's game plan. You must come to a place where you fully surrender your will to God's will. And Jesus gave us a wonderful example of that in the garden. He looked in the cup and there's speculation on things that he may have been thinking there and things that he may have been seeing there and things that he may have known there. And of course, he is omniscient. He's all knowing. So, of course, he knew exactly what was going to be taking place. He saw before him the cross. He saw before him the sins of the world being placed upon him. He saw before him the separation between him and a holy God. I mean, there's a lot of things that he saw. And he said, Lord, if it be, Father, if it be your will, let these things pass from me. But nonetheless, not my will, but thine be done. Right? So, guys, that's key. 
that's crucial. If you don't get anything else I'm saying, I want you to get this. And I'm going to give you about five more. But I don't want you to get lost in the other five. Because I promise you, if you don't get this one, if you don't get number one, You'll never have that intimate fellowship with the Lord. There's no way you can discover and discern and live completely in the will of God if you're pushing a hidden agenda and you're still holding on too tightly to your will. Right? You've got to surrender. And boy, I could give you some personal examples in our own life. Years back, when we started surrendering some things... And giving up some things. And letting go of some dreams. And letting go of some goals. And letting go of some things that we had planned. Let me ask you. What is it that you're holding on to too tightly? Because all these things in this world are going to be left behind when we leave and face Him face to face. Right? And by the way, the only thing you can take with you to heaven is your family and other people. So that's the mission. That's what you ought to be involved in, right? So what are all these other things that we may be holding on too tightly to? Well, you need to let go of them. You need to lay them on the altar. You need to give them to the Lord. You need to surrender your will to God's will. I want you to get that one. Number two, get this one. I'll try to be a little bit more brief on some of these. Number two... And they all begin with the letter S to kind of help you a little bit. Number one is surrender. Number two, and here's where where I'm going to unpack this a little bit more uh, Sunday a week. Sensitivity. You must have sensitivity. Okay? Surrender your will to God's will. But then you must be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Now I want you to look in John chapter 8 in verse number 28. And Jesus said to them, get this. When you lift up the Son of God, then you will know I am He. You see, I believe there is surrender, but there is also being that sensitivity of, of, of acknowledging Christ and lifting Him up in our life and lifting up and asking, will God be glorified in this decision? Will God receive honor and glory in what I'm about to do? Is this the will of God for my life? Being sensitive to lifting Him up. Matter of fact, Listening to the Lord, hearing His voice, being aware of His gentle nudges, discerning and knowing exactly different methods that God uses to speak to us are all crucial in being sensitive to the Holy Spirit of God. You see, sometimes the only time God gets any of our attention is in the midst of a major disaster in our life. Right? Do you think, most people think the only God, the only time God speaks to me is when there's a major crisis in my life. Well, that's because you're too stubborn and bullheaded to listen to Him on the beautiful days of life that He gives you. Right? Come on, you can smile a little bit right there. It's okay. I'm stubborn and bullheaded sometimes myself. And He has to take me behind the Holy Ghost woodshed and wear me out. Has anybody ever been behind the woodshed when you were a boy? Come on. Uh, maybe some older folks. I know you older folks have. You ever had to go out and cut your own hickory? Does anybody even know what a hickory is? That's what we called them back in the day. They call them up, that up here in the north, midwest, whatever this area. In the south, we call them a hickory. You had to go out and get your own hickory. And I remember one time I went out to get my hickory, and I thought, I'm going to bring in a little one. 
But I knew it was going to be used on me, right? And I brought in a little bitty thing, and man, a lot of my mama sent me back out to get another hickory, and I got it twice as bad, right? The Lord sometimes does that to us as well. And sometimes that's the only time we hear God is when He takes the spiritual hickory to us or takes us behind the woodshed, if you will, and gives us that, that rod of discipline in our life. But my, 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 God speaks to us every single day if we could just learn how to listen to Him. Right? And they're not always woodshed experiences. I mean, sometimes there's some beautiful things that God wants to speak to us about. But we're so busy with life and other things that, listen, there's no room for God in our life. And so we've got to learn how to be sensitive to the Lord. We've got to learn how to listen to Him. And I'm going to talk about that. I'm I'm really going to dig in there. And I'm going to share with you five or six ways that God speaks to us. And how we need to start paying attention to that. Okay? So we need to be sensitive to the Lord. Matter of fact... In Ephesians 5 and 15, look at this verse. It says, pay careful attention then to how you walk. Not as unwise people, but as wise. So don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Well, how am I? Let's just read it backwards. How am I to understand what the Lord's will is? Don't be foolish. Well, how can I not be foolish? To walk as wise. Right? To walk in wisdom. So if I'm going to walk in wisdom, then I've got to, what? Pay attention to how I'm walking. You see, sometimes you can read the Bible backwards and it turns around and explains itself. You see that? Right? So I've got to pay attention and be careful every single day, every single decision that I make. Listen, guys, I am not not talking about being saved or lost. That is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about discerning and knowing and walking in the will of God. I'm talking about discovering an intimate fellowship and relationship with the Son of God. I'm talking about hearing His voice on a daily basis. And guys, if I'm going to do that, I must be sensitive to the Holy Spirit in my life. And I must pay attention and be careful how I walk every single day. Are you with me, guys? Are you with me? Sometimes we get blamed that we're paying attention how we walk every day so we don't lose our salvation. That is not what I'm talking about. I don't bite my fingernails and lay my head on my pillow at night wondering if I'm saved or if I'm lost. That has already been settled. And by the way, it's settled on the cross, right? What Jesus did for me. And I trust Him as my personal Lord and Savior. I'm talking about now discovering His will for my life. I'm talking about walking in His will. I'm talking about experiencing His peace. I'm talking about basking in His joy, right? I'm talking about, I'm talking about learning how to be happy in this life. And I promise you, there is, a, there is a wonderful journey ahead for every single one of us that will surrender our life to the Lordship of Christ and be sensitive to the Holy Spirit that is speaking to us on a daily basis and discerning how we walk in the will of God. Are you with me? Number three, jot this one down. Not only must you live a life of surrender, not only must you be sensitive, to the Holy Spirit in your life and Him leading you and speaking to you and talking to you. And I'm going to unpack to you with you in a couple of weeks how He does that. But number three is, and I just believe this one's very important also, is Scripture. Scripture. And I'll lean more into this one more in 
in a week from Sunday. I'll lean more into this one. But you've got to be in the Word of God. And guys, if you're not in the Word of God on a daily basis, this may be a stretch, but I'm going to say it anyway. If you're not in the Word of God on a daily basis, I would question if you're even in the will of God. Hello? If you're not in the Word of God on a daily basis, I'm just going to say I would question. I'm not going to tell you you're not. I don't see how you could be. It's very difficult. If you're not in God's Word on a daily basis, I personally am going to question if you're even in the will of God. Because God speaks to us through His Word. And it's in the Word of God where we read and we study and we discern and we begin to know. And the Holy Spirit starts convicting and starts leading and speaking to us and talking to us in His Word. So if we're going to discern the will of God for our life, we must live a surrendered life to Christ. We must be sensitive to the the leadership of the Holy Spirit in our life. But then we must be in the Word of God. We must be in the Scripture. As a matter of fact, whenever you get into the Scripture, the Scripture will reveal to you some attitudes that you are to avoid. It will reveal to you some actions that you are to avoid. Let's look real quick, quickly at some of the attitudes that we are to avoid. I want you to look in Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17 through 24. The Bible says, therefore, I say this and testify in the Lord, you should no longer walk as the Gentiles walk. You see, whenever I become a child of God, I'm now walking in the newness of Jesus Christ. I'm not walking in the old carnal fleshly man. There's a new walk that I'm walking in. Hello, church. Do you hear me? Right? There, sh- there should be some type of difference between a, a, an unsaved man or woman and a saved man or woman. Right? There's a new walk that you're walking in. And we're commanded in Scripture, and I'm talking about discerning the will of God and knowing the will of God. I'm going to get into the Scriptures of God, and the Scripture of God are going to tell me some attitudes and some actions that I should be avoiding. Are you with me? So no longer walk as the Gentiles walk. In the futility of their thoughts. They are darkened in their understanding. They are excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them and because of the hardness of their hearts. Now, some folks get offended when you call them ignorant, right? This really isn't calling that person an ignorant person. Right? They may be a very intellectual person. They may be a very knowledgeable person. They may be a very smart person. Are you tracking with me? But spiritually speaking, they are walking in darkness. I'm talking about someone that does not know Christ. And so if they're walking in darkness, they're going to be ignorant to the things of God because the things of God, stay with me, are spiritually discerned. Are you with me? Can't tell if you guys are with me or not. I don't know here. Hopefully this... I walked out of here the other day and some folks said, man, that was kind of hard preaching. I'm like, really? Knowing the will of God and discovering that is hard? Really? I, don't, I think this is pretty shallow myself. I think this is pretty easy myself. But hopefully, hopefully we can get it here. 
They are darkened in their understanding, excluded from the life of God because of their ignorance that is in them, because of the hardness of their hearts. They become callous. They gave them some over to promiscuity for the for the practice of every kind of impurity with a desire for more and more and more. We see that everywhere in our day. Right. Right. So we're not to be walking in that. Verse 20. But this or I'm sorry, but that is not how you learned about the Messiah. Assuming you heard about him and were taught by him because the truth is in Jesus. You took off your former way of life, the old self that is corrupt by deceitful desires. You are being renewed in the spirit of your minds and you put on the new self, the one created according to God's likeness and righteousness and purity of truth. Guys, you see what it's saying there? Whenever we get into the Word of God and we get into the Scriptures of God, we're going to see a path that we're not to walk in and we're going to see a path that we are to walk in. And the Word of God is going to highlight those areas in our life and it's going to be like some, maybe not as big as that sword, but it's going to be some snips that God's going to use and He's going to start pruning some different things off in our life and say, hey, you, need to, you may need to get this in, in order. You may need, now it's time to get that in order. It, it's time now to lay this aside. It's time now to give this up. It's time now to do that. And the pruning starts taking place. I love John 15, don't you? Wonderful passage of Scripture about the husbandman and the vineyard and the vine. And, and he is the vine and we are the branches. And, you know, and for those, for, those, uh, for those vineyards to produce more and more grapes, you know what it takes? It takes someone to walk in there and care for them and prune them back from time to time so that they will produce more and more fruit. Right? God does that to us. And he does that whenever we get into the Scripture. So a way that we can discern and know the will of God is to, one, surrender our life to Him. Two, be sensitive to the leadership of the Holy Spirit in our life. Thirdly, are the scriptures that we need to be in on a daily basis. Number four, get this one, supplication. Now, that's an old uh, Bible, biblical word, and we don't use that word too much any longer. But in Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 6, and this is the scripture that I memorize it in, it says, be careful for nothing but in prayer and supplication. Let your request, or with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. What is supplication? Supplication is simply just petitions. We're petitioning God. It's the prayer. It's that laying out before the Lord. Being passionate about these things that we're laying out before God in prayer. So in order to discern the will of God in your life, there needs to be prayer time. And so let me just ask you, are you spending time in prayer? On a daily basis, you know, we've talked about spending time in Scripture. If I'm going to understand God's will for my life on a daily basis, I've got to be in the Word. Am I in the Word of God? If I'm not in God's Word, I'm probably not in God's will. And then am I spending time with God in prayer? Am I really petitioning God? Am I really in prayer and supplication calling out to God the Father in prayer? And surrendering my life to Him and living according to His will. That's that, 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 that's that intimacy that I'm talking about having with the Lord. And the only way you can have that is to spend time with Him. And a person, I believe, who is building an intimate fellowship and relationship with the Father is one who is talking to Him in prayer and one who is listening to Him through Scripture. Right? And whenever we start doing that, we're going to find out that we're going to find ourselves more and more in the will of God. Guys, do you realize that it was the Lord's practice to separate himself from the busyness of life and get along by himself and pray? In Mark's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 35, it says this. It says, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he got up and he went out and he made his way to a deserted place and he was praying there. Let me just say this. 
if it was that important for the Son of God to get up and separate himself from everybody so that he could spend time with God the Father, so that he could walk in the will of God the Father, if it was that important for Jesus to do that, how much more important it is for me and for us to do that. So let me ask you, are you spending any time in prayer with God on a daily basis? Right? I'm, I'm talking so much more than, thank you, Lord, for this food that's before me. Right? Over the teeth, through, through the gums, look out stomach, here it comes, type prayer. Right? Are you with me? I'm talking more than just, now lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, pray the Lord my soul to take. Right? I'm talking about more than that. Are you guys with me? <laughs> really, really talking and spending time in prayer. And if we're going to be in the will of God, we've got to learn how to spend time in prayer. Number five, I'll move on. Number five is this one. And I realize this one's not popular in our day and age, but self-denial. Let's crucify that flesh on a daily basis. You must deny self, right? That old man's going to rise up every single day. And he's going to, he's going to try to tempt you, I guess, uh, to maybe walk outside of God's will. You've got to die out to that man every single day. Paul said, I die daily. Paul said, I crucify the flesh daily. Right? Some folks just do it on Sunday morning. You've got to do it every day. Right? Self-denial. Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the body, I live by the faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So we've got to deny the flesh the temptations that come our way, we must rise up and deny them. If we're going to be in God's will, we've got to learn how to practice some self-denial. And number six, I'm going to hit it once more, is service. To discern God's will, we've got to actively get involved and be serving the Lord. I love Mark 10:45. Listen to what it says. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus came to serve. And guys, we need to serve. And we need to look for opportunities that we can serve others. We need to quit looking at self so much. We need to start denying self. And we need to be outward focused. And by the way, the little acronym JOY, it's not original with me. I'm just going to share it with you because I've heard it all my life and it makes perfect sense. You've probably heard it as well. But if you're going to experience joy, you know what you've got to have. And these are the priorities. You must have them in order. It's Jesus, others, yourself. Right? Jesus, others, yourself. We haven't, listen, we don't gather together at Victory Church on Sunday morning to be served. We gather in here to worship and then turn around and serve. Serve each other, serve our community, serve our families. We're all to be in that practice of serving one another. And if we're going to discern God's will, I believe those are six things that we must work on, we must pay attention to, we must get the kinks worked out in those areas, and we must start paying attention in those six areas of our life. I'm going to ask the band if they will to come this morning, and I want us to just bow our heads here and just have a time of reflection and prayer, and I want to try to help you a little bit this morning in this. But I just want you to know that there is an exciting adventure that awaits for every single one of us, right? God has a wonderful plan for your life and for my life. And what we need to do is start discerning what God's will is for our life. Now, every head bowed, every eye closed, I just want to help you this morning.
just want to pray with you. And this is going to be our invitation. We're really not going to have an invitation song, but, but this is it right here. This is where I want you to do business with the Lord. Just right there where you're sitting. I want you to really think about your own life. And I want you to ask yourself the question, have I fully surrendered my life to Christ? I'm talking about surrendering my will to His will. And if you're sitting here this morning and you've never, ever trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I just want you to know that's where it begins. That's, that's the starting place. You say, well, I'm not real sure how to do that. Let me, let me help you with that this morning. As every head's bowed, every eye closed, please no one looking around, no one walking around, no one moving around at this moment. This is really one of the most serious moments in any service on a Sunday morning folks are making decisions and the way we do an invitation may be a little bit different than other churches but we just do them right here right now while you're sitting there i just want to work with everyone and if you're here today and you've never trusted in jesus as your personal savior i just want you to know that's where it starts and i want you to know that he loves you he loves you so much he was willing to die for you on the cross And the Bible tells us in the book of Isaiah 53 that the Lord God the Father laid on him the iniquity or the sins of us all. Your sins, my sins, the sins of the entire world were placed on Jesus at Calvary. And we do know there was darkness over the span of the earth. And I believe that's when when there was separation between God the Son and God the Father because of the sin. Jesus died on the cross for your sins and for mine. Scripture teaches us they took him off the cross and they put him in the tomb and he was buried. But he didn't stay there. Three days later, God's word teaches us that he came out of the tomb victorious. He ascended back to the Father after 40 days walking on the earth, being seen by many. And as he's descending, the angels looked to some of the ones that were standing around and said, Why, men of Galilee, do you stand gazing? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you, shall come again in like manner if you have seen him depart and leave. The end of the story is not the ascension of Jesus. There's still more to come. He's coming again. The next event to take place on God's prophetic calendar is the rapture of the church. That's the born-again believers. That's not a particular denomination. That's not a group that meets on a particular day of the week. That's those that have trusted in Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. That's the church. He's going to call them out. And then there's some more events that will take place, and I'm not going to unpack all of those. But if you're going to be the called out number, then you have to call on his name. Today, in this day, in this hour. You say, well, I'll wait until after the rapture. No, 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 it'll be too late once you've had an opportunity. So let me ask you this morning, if you're here and you have never trusted in Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, will you do that now? Here's what you do. I want you to pray this prayer in your heart after me, and I'm going to help you with this prayer. Just silently where you're sitting, just simply pray this prayer for that one or two or three or those that need to trust Jesus as their Savior. Just pray something like this. Say, God, I realize that I'm a sinner. And I repent of my sins. I ask forgiveness of my sins. 
And I believe you are the sinless Son of God. And I believe you died on the cross for the sins of the entire world, particularly my sins. I believe you were buried. I believe you rose again the third day. And I believe you are the Son of God. And right now, I just pray you forgive me of my sins. You created me a clean, pure heart. I invite you into my life to be my Lord and be my Savior. I surrender my will to yours. Right now, Lord, I pray that you forgive me and that you save me. And I trust you as my Savior. As heads are still bowed and eyes are still closed, for those that may have prayed that prayer today, I want you to know that you've just trusted Jesus as your Savior. You are now a child of God. And if you made that decision today on your connection card, I want you to indicate so and drop it in our connection box as you leave so that I can pray for you and so I can send you some material so I can help you in this journey of faith. Let me turn my attention now to those of us that have already trusted Christ as our Savior. Let me ask you, head still bowed, eyes still closed. This is our invitation. This is our time of reflection. Are you in the will of God? Do you know for certain in your life that you are smack dab in the center of God's will for your life? Or are you still searching? By the way, it's really okay to be an eater camp. Sometimes it depends on what day you ask whether you're in one camp or the other. There may be some here that you just know you're right where God wants you to be. There may be some here that you just know that you're right in the center of God's will. You surrendered your will to God's will. You're sensitive to the Holy Spirit in your life. You're growing in your faith. You're spending time in the scriptures. You're spending time in supplication, in prayer. You actively are involved in self-denial. You're serving in a ministry. You may know. And praise the Lord for those that are here and that are at that point and you know. There may be some here that maybe don't know. Let me just help you today. And I believe it begins with a surrendered love. Let me pray with you. Father, for the individuals that may be here today that are just struggling to discern what your will for their life is. Father, I want to help them in prayer today. And I invite the Holy Spirit to finger around their hearts even now. Reveal to us areas in our life that possibly we have not fully surrendered unto you. Maybe we haven't been as sensitive to you as we need to be. Father, we ask for your forgiveness there. And we pray, Lord, you teach us how to be more sensitive to you. Father, maybe we just haven't been in your word like we need to be. We haven't been in the scriptures. We haven't been in the word of God. And our prayer life may be lacking. Possibly it's not where it needs to be. And Father, all these are important whenever we're discerning your will for our life. And Lord, I just pray for the individuals that may be here now that are just struggling to discern what your will is. Father, I pray you forgive us for the areas in our life that we haven't been faithful in. The area of surrender. 
the area of studying your word and being in scripture like you've commanded us to be. The area of our prayer life is not where it needs to be. Father, we just ask for forgiveness in those areas. We pray for a spiritual awakening awakening in those areas. We pray for a revival in those areas, in our own heart. We ask you, God, to renew in us this spirit of discerning what your will is for our life. Father, I pray that even now you start speaking to individuals and you start helping those individuals discover your will. And what a fantastic, exciting adventure you have for all of us when we start to really walk in accordance to your will for our life. Tremendous peace, tremendous joy, contentment, confidence, comfort, direction is ours whenever we submit to and obey your will for our lives. Father, I pray for those that have been praying right now. Give them peace, give them comfort, give them assurance, Lord, that you've heard their prayers. We recommit our lives to you and you, beginning afresh today. We're starting with a clean slate. 1 John 1, 9 says, If we confess our sins, then you're faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. We're so thankful for the cleansing that takes place even as a child of God. Help us, Lord, in this journey. Help us to discern your will. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Well, thank you for joining us for this message from the Word of God. We know that the truth you have just heard will change your life if you believe it and intentionally apply it. If you need someone to pray with or maybe you just want someone to talk to, please call us at 618-622-9360. That's 618-622-9360. Or you can email us at victory at victorychurchonline.net. If you're interested in obtaining more teaching materials, or if you'd like to partner with us in this ministry, please contact us. You can email or call, or send a request to 715 Lake Point Center, Suite 109, O'Fallon, Illinois, 62269. Come and check us out on the web at www.victorychurchonline.net. And again, we thank you and are glad you could join us.